This is how we're going to talk into this. Go ahead, say something. Hi, how are you doing? Good. That was probably the hardest tattoo I've ever seen. Well, if you're could, a shooter, you get that. That's could, the we, answer. Dumb. <laughs> Worst one yet. <laughs> Negative 700 points. <laughs> Took away all the hard work you did. What hard work? I'm just tight most of the time. Tight and sore. That's oh. what she said. Luca LeBron triple-double game. Really? Yeah, this was kind really? of a... This, no, seriously. I have a feeling that Kyle has this as his number 10 as well. No! So. No! no. Why, it's a fucking regular season game. Why no this, one scored 100 points. Fuck, it's the, the entire why, year. Why this triple-double game mattered is like... Is, oh, you're, you're something Is it really... Yeah. Seems like we're jumping all over the place. Oh, no, we're good. Believe it or not, it sounds good. The views and opinions of those who talk and appear on the AK Swish podcast are their own. Listener's discretion is advised. So here are we ago. Oh yeah, everybody, welcome in. Episode 53 of the AK Swish Podcast here on the Anchor app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us. And yours truly, Kyle Cornell, joined alongside by Andrew Frederick, who is typing away furiously. He's writing down his picks. Today is the first official AK Swish mock draft for the NFL draft coming up. This is it still it's still April? Yeah, still they still do it in April? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure they pushed it back yeah. to May now because yeah. everything's getting pushed back further and further. But So that's what it's going to happen. Uh, so we're going to get our first one out of the way now. The combine is done, right? Yes. So it, it's over. So this is why it's the first world benchmark of for the rookies. Obviously, pro days are next. Uh, we're not going to have like, you know, 10 mock drafts. It's not going to be like a thing every week, but um, probably at least maybe like two or three. Uh, maybe we'll do one after like most of the pro days are done, and then we'll have one like maybe the week before the actual draft, uh, our last official one. But, yeah, so, and I'm not going to post these, so you idiots got to listen to find out uh, what, we're, what we're doing here. Entice you to, uh, you know, want to stay tuned and listen to this. So uh, we're going to have that uh, towards the end of the show, but we're going to start off with a couple topics, obviously, that went through <clears throat> the uh, the sports feed, if you will, uh, throughout the past week. Um, really quick. Before we get into uh, a more serious thing, see Tony Romo's contract with CBS. Yeah, that was crazy. It's a lot of money right there. Nineteen million, right? Seventeen million 17. per season. Yeah. Is that more than he made as a quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he's a better analyst than he was a quarterback anyway, so it works out pretty well. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, and then you got like a bunch of players coming out and saying this is why we won't ratify the CBA because this guy's making seventeen million to be an announcer. Let me tell you something, all right? And uh, I get being a player is extremely difficult, obviously, because you you test your body to limits that you know you would never believe. And and one of those guys who probably knows about that is Tony Romo because he was a player. Uh, but being a, a professional announcer for a sport is extremely difficult. Uh, I can tell you right now, just doing stuff at the high school and college level is extremely difficult. Let alone professional stuff. Now granted, you have more avenues open to you to get more information, but still you have to the, the studying that goes into that is is ridiculous. It's a very very tedious process, and that's why guys like Kevin Harlan, guys like, you know, you know, the big ones, you know, just, you know, make a shit ton of money because they put a lot of work into this. This is non-stop for them. It's not like, you know, a, it's not a 9 to 5. It's you're on the go pretty much the entire day trying to learn as much as you can about a certain player, their background, you know, a team, their history. There's so much that goes in to the entertaining broadcast that everyone watches and listens to, <clears throat> you know, that adds so much more to what just the players can do besides just playing. You know, so I, I, I understand it to an extent. He's been doing it for a few years, so I mean, I guess that that's a plus too. He's not like you know he just had one decent year calling, and you know all of a sudden he's 
getting this big contract, people started really appreciating him this year because they noticed that he was like crystal balling every single play <laughs> out there on the field. But nevertheless, I mean, I, I'm happy for Tony Romo. I'm happy that he's making more money now than he ever did actually on the field. So that that's a plus. Um, if you don't like that, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. But nevertheless, I thought we should comment on that. Andrew's very mute. Uh, for right as, now. Yeah, he's really focused in on this this mock draft. If you... He told me, "Oh, we're just doing top ten when when I walked in today for the show, and I'm like, "No, like we're doing the entire thing. It's it's an official mock draft." I told you it was. There's levels to this, okay? There's like McShane Kuyper at the top, um, insert random like CBS NFL guys below, and then like right in the next tier is Frederick and Cornell, and and he just he didn't. Well, I'm getting close to being finished, so you know yeah. we're getting there. That's that's what she said. So. <laughs> Apparently, I'm going to be the one that has the energy today in the jokes, and Andrew's going to sit there like a like a porcelain doll and count his picks. Oh, did I get everybody? Did I get it just right? Did I, oh, yeah, oh, look at the counting all the way down. He's got like 20, what, 26 guys, 27 of his 32 done. It's a real conundrum for Andrew to get the last couple picks. Uh, he doesn't want to leave anybody out. I forgot. Minnesota. He's all inclusive, you know. Everyone, everyone, everyone gets a trophy in Andrew's uh, Andrew's mock draft. So I forgot New Orleans draft pick. So almost <laughs> fucked you. So that would have been bad. Uh, they're they're going to be in an interesting spot. But uh, if I could take a serious turn for a second, guys, and thank you so much for listening. AK Switch Podcast episode number fifty three uh, here with you guys. Um, there was a, a report that went through the news cycle this week about. Uh, first responders and uh, police officers sharing photos of the Kobe Bryant helicopter crash scene. Um, b- bit of a weird uh, topic to get into because obviously they had the, the ceremony for Kobe and, and, and Gianna over the past you know week or so and you know it was a great tribute and it was uh, it was really cool but this um, yeah. I watched that. Did you watch it? I watched part of it. It was sad. I was working, so it was hard for me to, you know, you know get full into it. But I watched clips. I watched Vanessa Bryant's speech in the entirety. I wanted to see that for sure. Uh, I watched Jordan Hers talk. was really sad about her daughter, more or less. The Kobe one was, the Kobe part was sad, but her daughter one really fucking Well, they had prepared. That's, no, why, they, that's why they rode one, helicopters just, separately, no. right? They kind of, just in case this ever happened. So she had that, even though it wasn't obviously... You know, taking precedent in her mind. I mean, she at least knew that that was somehow a possibility, and she was willing to accept that fate because Kobe had, you know, said we're gonna we can do this. But I don't think she ever thought that her daughter'd be on there with him when that happened. You know, I hope not. No, I think again, I don't think she thought that either of those people were gonna be on that helicopter, and that was gonna be the situation. But nevertheless, it did, and you know, she's handling it as well as she can for someone who just lost her husband and her daughter. I mean, I, you know. She kept it together for most of that speech, which is impressive, nevertheless. And you know, I think the, the Jordan thing was uh, was funny, but it was also you could tell he was hurt because that was he was crying. Did you watch it? Yeah, yeah, bawling his eyes out, man. That was nuts. Well, just the Jordan meme thing was funny, like him, him when he saying, said, "I yeah. mean, yeah." So it's typical Jordan to get a, a good knock in there, but still, I mean, like the best form of coping is humor. Yeah. So I get it. So I mean. You know I'm about to be back in action here. I got two more picks and then I'm done. This so. is this is like he literally checked out of this broadcast, like just, full on, just checked you out. You ain't, fu- you ain't fucking wrong. He's Chief. he's on autopilot. That was the most in the first seven eight minutes of the show. That was the first bit of anything I got out of Andrew. So, but no, the the police officers sharing pictures of the scene where apparently you could have apparently seen bodies Ugh. laid out. I didn't see these photos. The the, the photos aren't out. They're not, they have not been leaked to the the media yet. Um, and I say, yeah, because there's always a way for someone to leak some shit out. But they were sending them through, and apparently you could the bodies, all that stuff were there. You could see the, the wreckage, all that. Um, I am uh, not really yearning to see these pictures. Uh, now, I will say this. Um, there's a part of me that's curious being in the news field and, and going out to actual murders sick fuck. and crime scenes. You sick fuck. Well, I, I just always you wondered, like, fuck you. how do you deal with that? You fuck sick you. Seeing that. Like, how do you deal with, like, walking up and you're just like, oh, it's a helicopter crash. Okay, there's people on board. Okay. And you just see Kobe Bryant's body just laying there. 
Crispy Kobe. That's still Is that wrong of me to say? Still too soon. Uh, we can just now joke about the Civil War. Like, you, you pushed it. All right. But no, I, I don't... Again, part of me is, like, curious, but part of me is, like, that should just stay private. And the fact that they were, they were sharing information, like the... The Calabasas Police Department, or whatever, I guess they're they're suspending certain officers, and they're like it's it's a whole thing, and it's like you know, man, you you should know better than you know. Okay, the extremity of this case, it's not a random helicopter crash, and even then, you probably shouldn't just share pictures with your with your coworkers like that, you know, when the scene is you know that gruesome. You know, sure, child porn and murder. You probably shouldn't share those pictures with anybody. You probably shouldn't do child porn in general. Uh, but yeah. Uh, just really, nope, it's not stopping anybody, Kyle. <laughs> it's really. Not I said stopping. shouldn't. I didn't say it was stopping anybody. You, said you just shouldn't do it. I'm giving you your warning now, before it's too late. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was it was really rough to see that story. Did you even see it? Pop Which up? one? The the Kobe Bryant sharing pictures, all that stuff. No, I saw nothing about it. <clears throat> yeah, I just came across the newsfeed one day, and I was like, what? The, why? <laughs> I mean, I assumed like people are going to take pictures of it. I mean, well, you take pictures for evidence. It's a dead Kobe, so I you, mean, you, you, you take pictures for evidence and you turn it over to the authorities. You don't keep the pictures then and send them to your friends and you're like, they just don't do that. You know, it's it's common sense and it's what they probably would. I imagine some sort of social media policy they teach you. You know, when you be hired as a police officer, or a firefighter, or emergency personnel, or whatever. You know, you don't. You just can't just do that. You can't just take pictures and just keep it and send it to your friends that work with you. Like that's, <laughs> that's crazy. It's it's literally nuts. So I don't know. Are you done? Yeah, I've been done. Right. Um. So before we get into the actual mock draft, uh, I wanted to talk about the the combine. Obviously, oh, wrapping up. I really did. I'll be honest with you. Work has been so fucking crazy. Lately, I've sports has been for a guy who's supposed to be doing a podcast on a weekly basis has been not all the way there. So I did watch parts of the combine. So what I do want to talk about is that fucking punter, that video of that punter. Oh my that god! Was, yeah, one of one of the things. Wild. I was talking about. What twenty yeah. five? Should have been more. Hold on. What? What's up, Mace? It's in sports. And then yeah, it's an uh, it's, it's it's the PM Sports one. It should be like twenty seven seconds. Yeah, that happens. We're keeping that. I don't care. Yeah, that's yeah. good real life. That's like real yeah. world type shit. It's warm as fucking here today. You warm? I'm always hot, bro. Okay. It's the heat radiating off my bald head. Probably. Uh, regardless, bald head, son. Regardless, yeah. Twenty. I thought it was like twenty seven, but it was twenty five. And then the fucking spotter. Looks he was giving that <laughs> video was wild. Did you see the video of him? Yeah, and I saw the report too. And like he had like more bench presses than like Jadavion Clowney and stuff like that. It was. Nuts. I mean, he he was swole. The kid's swole. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He's gonna be. He won't get drafted, but he'll be picked up immediately. I imagine he's he's a damn good punter too. That's the best part about it. Like he actually had like a what a 46 yard average. So he's gonna have a job. That's a plus. Um, a couple other guys. Did you see uh, Rugs in his 40 yard dash time? No, I did not. It was like four. Was it four two six or something like that? Four two seven. Where do I got rugs going? Ah, I still. I mean, he's still low. <laughs> I don't have him high, but I have him. Uh, he's not high, high for me. But he's he's going somewhere where he'll be appreciated. I, I don't know. Like it's. I he had CD Lamb had a great combine too. He looked really good. Um, Makai Becton, who. Again, is like six foot seven, three hundred and sixty-four pounds. Run a five-one-one forty. <laughs> it's in. This guy's insane. That's slow, though. I no, like. no, he outran a lot of quarterbacks. Five-one. A five-one for a six foot seven, three hundred and sixty-four pound offensive lineman. Yeah. He's a freak. I guess I don't know. His vertical was like forty-two or something. He's he's insane. He's a monster. They said that was the fastest combine time for anyone over 300 350 pounds. probably yeah, or something like that. It was, it was yeah. nuts. Like he just, 300 pounds, we've seen people run faster. He he booked that shit, bro. And he's 6'7". That's a big boy. That's a lot of meat. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. Also, Isaiah Simmons running a sub 4'4", 40 at 6'3", 238 pounds. That was, uh, that was pretty impressive, nevertheless. But still, 
What list are you doing now? What are you doing? I'm just writing, so you can keep going. I can. I'm I, I don't focusing. know what you're doing, because when you write, you don't focus. I am focused. You're not focused. I know you. You got to lose yourself. No, you don't. You don't have to perform at the Grammys 20 years after your hit came out. You don't have to do that. All right. Yeah, I'm still listening. I keep going. I'm listening. For fuck's sake. All right. Are you ready to get into this? Yeah, I've been ready. All right. So we're gonna. I'm gonna turn the phone off here because I already have the list out. What are we going backwards or forwards? Well, we gotta go first. Okay. First pick down. So we might as well just say it at the same time. Ready? Uh. If you don't have him going first, you're nuts. <laughs> so with the first overall pick in the NFL draft. Oh, so we're doing Kyle's first, so people understand. So I'm the focus one right now. Kyle, go ahead, go with three picks. I was just gonna say the team that I was gonna say you can go if you want. Okay, go ahead. That works too. Whatever so I'm going with my pick first. Pick number know. one. Cincinnati Bengals. That's Andrew tearing up his list because he already failed. Uh. <laughs> Who do you have the Bengals taking number one? Joe Burrow. Yeah, I think it's kind of obvious. Yeah, I mean, if they don't... Whether he wants to be there or not, you're going there. Has he said that he doesn't want to be there? He's hinted as much. Because <laughs> they, don't, they don't win. I mean, but of I course mean, like, they don't win. It's fucking, first of all, it's the Cincinnati Bengals. If you're in Ohio and you play football, unless you're playing high school, or if you're Ohio State, you're you not winning much. A, you, even, a lot of guys grew up... Apparently, he was a Browns fan. He apparently he he grew up and he was like in like he like was born in like North or South Dakota or something like that. And like, why he, don't we trade Baker Mayfield for Joe Burrow's draft rights and then give up somebody else because I'm over Baker Mayfield already? Sound good? No. Okay, I tried. I want to see Baker this year. Then we could talk next year. Okay. Right? Um. So yeah, Burrow number one. Uh, he's like born in like South Dakota. Then he moved to like somewhere else. Oh wow. No, like he moved somewhere else before Ohio. Oh, I don't know. So he was like, he said he was like a Vikings fan, then he was like a Cowboys fan, then he gave, Ew, then gross. he was in Ohio. I don't want to listen to him anymore. He's he, a Cowboys fan. Let's move on to the next pick. Well, he's when you're moving as much. Gross. I, mean, I don't know. Uh, number two, the Washington Redskins. Now, there's been some talk about moving on Chase Young, but I think it's going to be Chase Young. Chase Young. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. It's the best player in the draft. Yeah, I think it's yeah fair. best player in the draft. Yeah. Uh, here they said they said that he's better than the Boses. Yeah. So if he's if he's any better, I mean that's that's guaranteed rookie, uh, rookie of the year. That's guaranteed, most likely a Pro Bowl. I don't know. I'd say if it wasn't for Burrow having the season he did, this would have been the most no nonsense number one pick since Miles Garrett. Probably yeah, just like, easily. He's, he's just, he's just easily. the guy. Like you just knew he's the guy. So yeah. uh, moving on, number three to the Detroit Lions. I have them taking Isaiah Simmons. Uh, I originally had them taking Jeff Okuda. Uh, Which now, is smart. I mean, Jeff Okuda. Now I have them taking Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, they need linebacker help. Well, also the combine just, and I'm sure he's gonna have a great pro day too. It just, it, it's all a plus for them. They need some sort of secondary help. Simmons is kind of that weird tweener guy where he can do almost anything. So yeah, I mean, this is again, this is. Uh, Don't touch me. All right. <laughs> for someone who can play the edge and play linebacker, I mean, the guy does it all. Yeah, picks, fumble Safety, recoveries, he does everything. Cornerback, it's yeah. Nuts. He kind of fits whatever you need him to do. And he started, I think, I believe he started at cornerback and they moved him to... He started at safety, yeah. went down a corner, then and he then played nickel, the then he played yeah. linebacker. He yeah. played a line at one point because he's 6'3", 238. He, he can do it the all. End. Yeah, this can... is like a, a bigger Jabril Peppers. I mean, he could literally do what he wants to do. Uh, a bigger freak, too. Yeah. He's, yeah. Way better, yeah. <laughs> Way better. Uh, number four, the New York Giants. Our list at the top is going to be the exact same. Are you Thank sure? God we did 32. I did Jeff Akuda. No. I don't know why you wouldn't put him there. That's a guarantee. That's a guaranteed for them. They need cornerback help. Uh, I have them taking Andrew Thomas, the offensive tackle out of Georgia. I think they want to protect Oof. Daniel Jones. Our list is going to be. Yeah, sacked a lot. He fumbled a lot, so they're trying to protect that guy's mind. Yeah, but bit. they need help on defense more than they need on offense. I, I mean, think they're committed to the quarterback. Daniel Jones, at it, being as shitty as he is, had a good year last year, so he did something right. Well, imagine he might have give him a good tackle. I mean, again, edge is edge is going to help a little bit, but it's not going to it's not going to make so a it's difference. Your blind when, side, eh? We talked about it with the Kirk Cousins thing that you guys like to bring up all the time. When you have Shaquan Barkley in the backfield, you're not going to get rushed as much as as he was. Well, so then he should have even better year next but year. But he was also injured half the time, so of course they had to pass the ball more. So that's why I don't really think they're going offensive line. They'll probably pick that up in free agency. It's might, a decent amount of offensive linemen available in free might agency. Might help. Uh, might help Barkley too a little bit. Uh, number number five, the Miami Dolphins. Tua. Yeah. Yeah. For you people that are saying Justin Herbert's going number five, you can eat a dick. I don't like. I mean, he's good. He's okay. So he's got the biggest with, arm in the draft. But Tua, he's not, Tua has the biggest upside. Yeah, for sure. If he stays healthy, now Miami doesn't care. They don't have a quarterback as it is, so they're just like, please, anybody, just come here and take care of it. So <laughs> if they can get Tua to do so, that's your opportunity. The thing with Justin Herbert, he is the most polished to be an NFL quarterback right now, and that's mm-hmm. correct. Joe Burrow isn't as polished, but his upside is the most out of this whole draft. 
Um, well, Burrow, I think, is the most systematic quarterback you're going to see. Like Justin Herbert most, is the most NFL ready quarterback in this yeah, draft. Not, Joe Burrow is not the most most NFL ready, but Joe Burrow has that it factor. Yeah, he he's um, the prototypical NFL quarterback right now. If you're looking for someone who's going to be like a Andrew Luck type player, almost. See, I compared him more. I compared him more. I we just I actually just talked about this with your favorite person Jared in the Goff. world. I just had like a thirty comment page with uh, Ant. So me and him just talked about it. I said that the the. Floor, me and you, I think me and you have talked about it on the podcast as well. I think the floor for Joe Burrow is Tannehill. Tannehill or Alex Smith, depending. Nah. Um, I can't see him being a game manager. I don't think that Alex Smith was a game manager. Again, Washington ruins quarterbacks. So I'm going to say it the way it needs to be said. He was a game manager in San Francisco. He was a game manager in Kansas City. I think Alex Smith, Alex Smith in Kansas City, he... The reason that he's he was allowed to come to that Super Bowl parade was because he helped get them to where they needed to be. Well, Andy they Reed, won games. They yeah. needed development with that Andy team. But nonetheless, we're not here to games. argue about what Kansas City did with Alex Smith. He was a good quarterback. Love those game managers, don't you? Um, he was a good quarterback. I mean, that's what I'm saying. He probably that's the ceiling or the floor for him is he's going to be ending up being a game manager, yeah. i.e. Tannehill. But the ceiling for him was Philip Rivers with speed. Um, I think, Phil, again, this is talent. This isn't based on accomplishments. So a lot of people need to listen to me talking about that. Better delivery, too. Doesn't throw the ball sideways. Right. Up. I would have loved to see, I would love to say Drew Brees, but he's not. He's he, too big. Yeah, that's way too much. Like I said, he has the talent of Drew Brees, but doesn't have like he doesn't the acclimation have or it, accomplishment availability yeah, is yeah. Drew Brees, especially if you're playing with Cincinnati, unless you strike huge in free agency and hope. Because, again, it's the first overall draft pick. People want to play with Joe Burrow. All right, so we both have two to go. Number five. Yes, uh, I feel we're going to go different directions here. Number six, the Los Angeles list. Chargers. Yeah, Justin Herbert. No, that's who I have them taking. I mean, that's the speak. At least Philip Rivers gone. This so. is why they're going to start Tyrod Taylor. No, they're going to start Tom Brady when they sign him. I don't think so. Oh yeah, uh, I think Tom I Brady the, stays in New England. I have the uh, no, he's gone. I have the Chargers taking Mackay Becton. All right, that's fair because they want to protect Brady. So, yeah, our list they, is, the receivers are set. They got the running backs. Even if Gordon walks, still have Eckler. I think they want to get help on the line. Their defense is pretty damn good. Our too. list are, again. This is where things start changing because yeah. I think the offensive linemen. This is a good offensive lineman class. It's deep, but the thing is, a damn good offensive lineman class. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think people are going to take skilled players automatically. You don't need like they don't. They don't. Chargers do need a quarterback, and yeah. he stays home. And Justin Herbert's the most NFL ready again. Uh, if you want a guy, Tyrod Taylor's going to back him up. Well, he's signed a two-year deal, so he's there regardless. So Taylor's going to be there. But that's what I'm saying. Tyrod so. Taylor's going to back him up. He's going to teach him some things. They're kind of similar in regards, uh, speed-wise, and also the accuracy from both of them is kind of spotty. But again, that's not what you're looking for. Tyrod Taylor was a pro. That's basically what I, I made a statement about when we went through guys who we claimed that were 500 quarterbacks. Tyrod Taylor can help him develop what he needs to develop. Offensive line. He's a pro again, too, yeah. Chargers need an offensive line right now. So I can agree with the Becton thing, but I'm ultimately taking my quarterback in the situation because next year you can hope to guide you guys tank and then you end up getting another. They're going to get Brady, op- I'm telling you. If Just they get wait. Bra- Just if, wait. if they get Brady, kudos to you and our mock draft changes completely because oh, yeah. free agency happens before draft. So we're going to be fine with that. Mm hmm. Um, that's probably when we'll do our next mock draft. It's probably after free agency, I'm assuming. Oh, pro days and free agency are kind of in the same area. So right, like, exactly. Yeah, we'll, we'll do three total. So probably. moving on to Carolina? Yep, Carolina. We did no s- trades, by the way. I want everybody to no, be aware. No, no, fuck no. I'm not going to do There's that. There's a lot of people out there doing mock trades, and I get it. There's some people that might want to move up, like Detroit might move up, or might move move down and let Miami move up, et cetera. It doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, I can't. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to do that's that. That's way too much analyism for us when we both have full-time jobs, and then on, he's got a kid, and then I'm also traveling for most of the time. So way too much time. To be doing that anyway. Carolina Panthers number seven. Who do you got? Derek Brown. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, it just makes sense. Yeah, they just need some defensive line help. They're bringing Cam back probably, so that's they said they're bringing Cam yeah, back. So, so. It's, a, it's a guarantee that they're bringing him back. This could go a couple directions. Uh, uh, number it's eight. not going to go a couple directions because there's somebody that you had already said that's still on my list, which is pretty deep down for him to be here. Um, I have Andrew Thomas. Because I still haven't had him drafted yet. Really? Okay, so I have a different lineman because I have Thomas gone already. Yeah, it uh, makes sense. I have Austin Jackson, the offensive lineman from USC, going here. Hmm. You skipped somebody that I'm surprised about. But Don't worry, right. he's coming up. Uh, yeah, I have I have Andrew Thomas for that reason. He's the best offensive lineman in this class, and they need offensive linemen. So Got to protect Kyler. That's it. Uh, number nine, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I have them taking Javon Kinlaw. Hmm. Okay. Uh, they need someone to help out. You, your defensive tackle information is getting a little bit weary for the Jacksonville. 
Jaguars, they're older, and you need some help definitely on that front. This is where I have Jeff Okuda going. It's pretty um, deep. He uh, he fell off a little bit. They do need help at cornerback, yeah, so that and, makes sense. And they love those, the like Jalen Ramsey, they love those cornerback type of guys. I mean, yeah. So that I've, that's where I have them taking uh, makes sense. Okuda. Uh, number 10, the uh, Cleveland Browns. The one that I thought, like we knew, I think we just talked about, I have Austin, like I said, I don't have Austin Jackson going yet, but I have Jedrick Wills going here. Me too. Yeah. Now, this is... Uh, a lot of drafts have Austin Jackson going to Cleveland. Yeah, this is the one thing I will say. They covet Tristan Wirfs. Um, I don't think Wirfs is a top 10 player, but they do. So the Browns... I'll be surprised because where I have Tristan Wirfs going is... <laughs> He had, he had, he had, I forgot to mention, too, he had a damn good combine, too. Again, the he combine had, the combine shows very little. Except for DK Metcalf. All we can do is go off what that we know now from that. Except and he had a damn DK good career Me- in Iowa. Listen, except for DK Metcalf, there's not many guys, and also John Ross, because John Ross doesn't go as high if he doesn't run the fastest 40 combine ever. Those guys, you have to be, you have to set, like the punter fucking putting up 25, I don't know if that's going to help Let me tell him, you something, Isaiah Simmons was a late top 10 pick, now he's going in the top 3. So, and he had a damn good combine, that's the reason why people are moving him up now. I, so. I think he also deserved more, he's, like I said, if that guy can fulfill all those positions, and he's that versatile, in the NFL you need to be that versatile. I'm just saying, for now it can help, pro days will matter, and then obviously when Pro they, days are going to be yeah. your biggest one, free yeah. agency, free agency yeah. changes yeah. your complete yeah. demeanor so, as a team, because again, if, all we can go if on the Chargers end up getting... Is what they did in college, right. and, and the combine, that's all I got right now. So Chargers end up getting Tom Brady, best believe New England trades up but to right now we both had Jack, uh, Jedrick Willis going number ten to Cleveland, right? Offensive tackle yeah, Alabama. Jedrick, yeah, yeah, Jedrick. Yeah, Wills goes. Yeah, yeah. So he goes there. Uh, number eleven, the New York Jets. I have Austin Jackson going here. Really? Yeah, I'm going to take. Uh, first of all, it's Andrew Thomas, Jedrick Wills, and then I put Austin Jackson. Mm. Austin Jackson again. It's from my perspective with him. He's a bigger dude. You need help on the O-line. He can play any of those positions on there. That's why they have him listed. They don't have him listed at tackle, even though that's probably where he'll end up playing for mm-hmm. us. Uh, I would definitely I would take Wills over him any day of the week. Now, they're losing somebody in free agency. They're losing Robbie Anderson. They already said they're not going to resign him. So I have them taking C.D. Lamb right here. I'm working on my offensive line so Sam Darnold gets taken care of more. I, I think mean, Darnold wants some weapons. And also, Le'Veon Bell had a bad season for a reason. It wasn't because there was no no rush out of him or no well, passion. Is because the offensive line was I mean, garbage. He also didn't play for a year and decided he can come back and be the same guy, and he wasn't. So I mean, he had to create a lot of space for himself. That's he, just well, he my lost opinion. a year of playing too. You, you have to, it t- takes two probably two years to get back to what level you were at if you can even do that because right. you are running back. I so. agree. Uh, number twelve. This is weird. The Las Vegas Raiders. I'm gonna yeah, call that name a few I don't times. Like that. I have him written down as Oakland still. So it's just funny. I have him written down for all their picks as Oakland still. <laughs> um, Jerry Judy. Yeah, yeah, they need wide receiver help, and this is where a lot of people actually have Justin Herbert going. Um, and don't get me wrong, if you have him there, it doesn't bother me much. I think <laughs> that they're going to stick. Around. I don't know why you give up on. Um, fuck, I can't even remember his Derek name. Derek Carr, you Derek shouldn't. Carr, you but shouldn't. They will. I, I don't think Gruden does that. Gruden fucking started what's his face in the Super Bowl. Uh, that old piece of shit. I can't remember his name now. Brad Johnson. You see, he had Brad Johnson as a quarterback. You can do Brad anything. Brad Johnson had it's, a good year that year. Again, defense defense is where he, he stouts himself at, so he needs to make sure that he keeps a quarterback that's at least top 15 in my mind, and you continue to roll out with better weapons for him. You lost Amari Cooper. This this is why I have Justin Herbert going here to, or to Oakland, to Las Vegas, um, because, the Char- Oakland. because the Chargers didn't take you know Herbert because they got Tom Brady. So this is my mindset. I didn't know. Like I said, I kept I am full-on convinced he's going to L.A. Like I don't, There's nothing. That's the lifestyle he wants. I think so, he stays. I, I really do think he I think stays. it's over. I think it's, it's. I say it's about 95% certain I think he retires next year. Honestly, I think he retires next year and he doesn't. After next season, he probably will, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I really don't think that he's leaving New England. I think he's just moving his houses because he's getting ready to retire next year. He'll travel. It doesn't make a difference. I don't know, man. Uh... So I've heard where you had uh, Judy. Yeah, number thirteen, the Indianapolis Colts. So this, this is, is where a lot of people. You, yeah. This is where a lot of people have Jerry Judy going. Um, like I said, if Oakland decides to take a receiver, like I feel like they will, because again, their weapons you can't rely on one tight end. I mean, we've tried that in here in Cleveland when we had fucking Kellen Winslow. So, nonetheless, now he rapes old women and goes to jail. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I have. 
I wish Justin Herbert was still available because this is where I would have them taking a quarterback because they said their exact words, because I know what's going on with free agency. You talked about having Tom Brady. I think Philip Philip Rivers ends up going to Indianapolis. It makes the most sense. That or Jacksonville, I could see that. Um, It just makes sense. Everyone's talking he's going to go to Indianapolis. He probably will. And that's why they said they're still backing Jacoby Brissett, but we're keeping all options open. That means they're going to sign Phillip Rivers. Um, Didn't they sign Brissett to a contract extension too or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He's just Sometimes you need a really decent backup because what happens when Phillip Rivers only has one season with you and he leaves? We can remember too, like Teddy Bridgewater is going to be a free agent. There's going to be some quarterbacks out there. I would love to see Bridgewater in an Indianapolis jersey. Don't get me wrong, but it's yeah, so like not. Those domes, man. He played in Minnesota. I well. had them taking CeeDee Lamb. Okay. Um, Ty, uh, Ty Hilton, T.Y. Hilton's not staying healthy. You had some really decent help from some guys that stepped it up off of, like even some of them were from practice squad. But if you can get yourself another solidified wide receiver, Moncrief was really good, but mm-hmm. you really, really, really need a decent receiver, and CeeDee Lamb fits that position for me. Okay, this is where I had them taking Judy. Yeah, it um, makes sense. I yeah. mean, if, if we can get Judy, hell yeah. Yeah, because you're, you're, you're going to get... Lamb's going right after You're going to so get Lamb no or Judy probably in the spot still because right. all the linemen and quarterbacks that are going before you. So, I mean, the, 100%. there's... And obviously the skill players. So, I mean, this is an opportunity for them to really step up and... And get a good receiver again. Indianapolis has a. This track is where record. our list is going to start separating each other. I can feel it already. Well, maybe a little. The bit. next person is like someone you had go way higher. So yeah. uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at fourteen. Mackay Becton. Yeah, see, that's fine. I can I could see him still going top fifteen somewhere, but I think because of how much of a freak this guy is, someone's going to take a chance on him. I don't blame him. It's just like where they he he's needed in Tampa Bay, and like you have to play safe with offensive linemen because you saw what Cam Irving did to the Browns. It's a Louisville, guy, a Louisville guy too, by the way. I know. It's just that's the thing. It's that's why I didn't butcher his name because I know who he is. Um, <laughs> if I don't know, him, yeah, I'll I'll butcher his name if huh? I don't know who he is. Let's be honest. We all know that. Um, what I will tell you is that you play safe with offensive linemen because the Browns have got burnt a couple times with trying to take guys that have been. It's not a high risk, high reward position. You need solidified, or even the Browns take, or not the Browns, the Broncos taking uh, that fucking dude uh, from Utah. Can't remember his name. The old kid, the old dude that. That brought up his son on stage. He had, was holding him like a baby. I don't remember who he drafted. Holy Lord. I can't remember his name right now. This is really weird. Uh, regardless, that's why like in, it goes in order for me. It goes Andrew Thomas. It goes Jedrick Wills. It goes Austin Jackson. And then next would be Mekhi Becton in that order. Tampa Bay needs help because if they decide to stick behind um, Jameis Winston, he needs protection because he panics and gets rid of the ball. I don't see it happening. I see them picking up maybe Teddy Bridgewater. Um, wow. It just makes sense because Arians will take a guy who's willing to learn, and we know that about Teddy Bridgewater, that he's willing to learn. and work. So much talent for Winston, though, man. It sucks. Because like, he's, he's, he's 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. He's he talented, damn but he's a thief year, and a retard. That's what he is. He, he gets rid of the ball too quick. I, like No yeah. offense to him. I like Jameis Winston. I liked him at Florida State. But I will tell you, you can't, you can't panic. And you can't just yep. go get eye surgery and think that because you couldn't see that well. You can see what color your fucking jersey right. is. I hear you, man. I hear you. Um... I have Tampa Bay going defense. I have a feeling I know who you're going to have him take. Uh, I am taking C.J. Henderson. Yeah, I know. Defensive back I, out of I've, Florida. I've left C.J. Henderson on the board for a little bit. So Yeah, so he, uh, again, one of those guys too. That's where, where Fox, the Fox Sports, ESPN, uh, most of CBS hasn't going there. I kind of I looked around. I'm like, okay, what, where would fit? And this seems like it could work. Also, if, again, Like I said, if Makai Becton is available, they're taking offensive line first. Uh, yeah, but again, for my draft, it's all not the guys at are all. gone. So, <laughs> right, yeah, it's but, not at all. Uh, except for one, but... Yeah, he's uh, down the list for me too. So number fifteen, another one for Andrew, the Denver Broncos, because you have like fourteen teams. Uh, here we go. I have, I, have, I have four teams, including the Browns, but that's not fair. I, I support them, <laughs> um, and I have one AFC team, and I have one NFC so team. So personally takes it. But Look at Peyton Manning traveled. I have Denver taking CJ Henderson here. Do you? Um, because if they don't strike it rich in free agency and resign the people that they need to, uh, Harris needs to be resigned, and if they don't, then they're fucked. And CJ Henderson is going to fit that position immediately. Hmm. Um, and for a team who is defensively stout and turned it around. Around the second half of the season, you, you need that. And Drew Locke is looking like the real deal. Deal, or I'd have Jordan Love going here. Mm, okay. Um, or maybe they'll just tank and then take fucking <laughs> Trevor Lawrence next year. This know. is where Back I have. Uh, this is where I have Tristan Wirfs going. Um, Interesting. Fifteen. They could use some line help. I think. Yeah. I just. And, and I think Drew Locke's the guy. I think Drew Locke is your guy. So I mean, I I would. I think he is that next Alex Smith type player. So now the question is. I'm going to find this guy's name because he's the one that I'm talking about before we finish this that's struggling. Um, He kind of turned it around towards the end of the year. Is he a lineman? Like, what is he? Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, Garrett Bowles. Remember Garrett Bowles got drafted? He was out of Utah, um, and he brought his baby on stage. It was like a real white trash moment. It was kind of impressive nonetheless. I like Garrett Bowles, but I don't think he's going (laughs) to – that offensive line isn't going to fit him. Okay. He needs to move on. (laughs) 
All right, the uh, number 16 overall pick, the Atlanta Falcons. Weird spot. For me, at least, it was weird. Um, I think that me and you probably have the same guy going here. It would be my guess. Maybe. Uh, I have A.J. Epinenza going here. Yep, me too. Yeah. Back-to-back Iowa guys for me, by the way. So It makes sense. Atlanta, in, Atlanta needs some edge rushing help, and I think that they probably end up picking Jimmy Avian Clowney up in free agency as well. It would make sense for them because they didn't do terrible in offense. I mean, their offense was kind of spotty, but again, you're you're you have an aging quarterback. You have weapons. What you need to start doing at this point is making sure that you do a bend not break defense yeah. and to sign to sign a big free agency and then a big free agent and then taking someone like uh, sleeper, Epinenza. sleeper here. Uh, watch out for a running back. I'm just saying. Uh, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Just, but there's not a lot of good running backs this year. Uh, there's some good ones, but they're not like. You know that kind of talent. I mean, there's some right. guys that are damn good, but it's you know it's, I, again, I agree with, with all this talent that's here. You want to take these. This one's going to get a little different for me and you, and I have a feeling about it only because like a well, lot the, of drafts. The guy, the the same guy you already announced, I'm having them, them taking. So uh, number seventeen is the Dallas Cowboys. I have Henry Ruggs going here. Hmm. Again, if Amari Cooper leaves, yeah. <laughs> like you're fucked, and they're gonna because that moves what's his face over to the um, Randall Cobb. Not Randall Cobb. Um, I can't remember the kid's name that was their secondary receiver that got injured. I picked him up in uh, fantasy. I don't even know. <sighs> Michael something. Hold on. You can keep going, though. I'm listening. This is where I have uh, Javon Kinlaw going, the defensive tackle out of South Carolina. Best player, one of the best players available. I think they just kind of. I can't believe you have him going that low. Uh, you know, I, I saw his combine, too. He had a decent combine. Michael but... Gallup. Okay. Yeah, he's not bad. Um, Michael Gallup's good. I couldn't remember his name. I didn't even look it up. Is he a one? No, but yeah. Uh, no, but that's what I'm saying. You move Rugs to one, and I mean, you have two. Decent I think they're going to re-sign Cooper. I, I, I hope so. Yeah, but they're um, saying Philadelphia and Indianapolis are his, yeah. his number one targets right now. Yeah, we'll see. Um, they even said for you, possibly New Orleans. I'd, I'd love That'd be it. Nuts. Amari Cooper and Michael Thomas. Yeah, I take that in a heartbeat. But yeah, still, I think I'd, I'd come um, if I were you. Hard. No, I'm not that. <laughs> like that kind of shit. No, I almost thought Drew Brees announced he was coming back, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, best player available, right? Take Javon yeah. Kenlaw. A smart pick. I agree. So, uh, number 18, the Miami Dolphins back on the board yet again. You just took Tua, so you need to protect Tua because they didn't protect their quarterbacks at all. So I have them taking Josh Jones from Houston. Mm. This is where I have Henry Ruggs going. I mean, the receiving core wasn't bad because what's-his-face really stepped it up this year? Parker. Um so Parker and Ruggs together? That'd be nuts. Don't get me wrong. With Tua, who just yeah, threw the Parker, season. I couldn't remember his name again. Devontae Parker, another Louisville guy. They go Alabama again. Um, it's just it doesn't bother me. I mean, I just want to take an offensive lineman to You don't gotta play worry about uh, any any chemistry issues because those guys play together in college. Yeah, I'm just so. again I'm trying to play it safe at safe at this point. Safe. Safe? Safe. All right. Number uh nineteen, the Las Vegas Raiders back on the board again. I have them taking Kenneth Murray here. They need help at linebacker. This is where I actually had to do some studying while you were away. Like I, had, I was like, what positions do they really need? And linebacker was number one, but a lot of places have them taking, like, this is where they have like taken C.D. Lamb possibly or right. something like that. I just think that helping on the defensive end is going to be more beneficial since you just took Jared Judney in my draft. So in mine, you remember they took Justin Herbert, so what do you want to do with your quarterback? You want to protect him, right? Yeah. So this is where I have Josh Jones going. Yeah, it makes sense. Again, Oakland's offensive line is a little old, mm-hmm. but they're good. I mean, they're not bad. They're not bad, but this is a kind of okay, way to getting get a young guy that's new yeah. guy. Yeah, kind of get him. I don't blame you. I like how we're agreeing with each other's drafts because it's just Even like they're, both they're all separately. Like, well, different. they're really fair. Like it, the thing is, is like we're covering what these teams need, which is the most <laughs> important thing. But like it just depends on what side of the ball they're going. So a miss, linebacker to offensive lineman is yeah. fair enough to trade off. I may surprise you a little bit with twenty. Uh, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, back on the board again. Remember they picked ninth. Now they have the twentieth pick. Who do you have uh, Jacksonville taking? I have them taking Chessum or Chesson, Chasian. I don't know how to say his first name. Kalevon. Kalevon, yeah, Chessian. It could be Kalevian. They need an edge rusher. Jacksonville needs an edge rusher, and that's them taking two defensive guys, like I just talked about, Javon Kinlaw, and then also taking uh, Chasian if they, if they they struggle not so getting a free agency. I had him taking Okuda nine. Uh, so here, I have them taking uh, Lavisca Chenault Jr. The wide receiver out of Colorado because it's fair because he, again they're not going to get Amari Cooper so we're very close on that so that's fine as well. <laughs> Number twenty one, twenty one, the Philadelphia Eagles again had to do some studying to see what they really needed. Um, I actually had this guy falling pretty far. I had them taking uh, Xavier McKinney here. Okay, they need a safety. 
Uh, I am taking Jalen Johnson, the quarterback out of U- the cornerback out of Utah. They need a corner or safety help. Yeah. So it does, yeah. again, it's secondary. We're, was one we're of the covering things. the secondary, so yeah, again, we can't need, be upset. They, they needed it. And uh, either one of those go into their war room, and they're like, <laughs> "Yeah, we'll take either one. That's fine." I'm very curious to see who you have at 22 uh, with the Buffalo Bills. Lavisca, you not. I have T. Higgins going here. Okay. Yeah. I forgot about him until like I was done writing everything. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm forgetting somebody. Oh, shit, T. Higgins. And then I saw he was like, ah, oh, you a decent number. Okay, you know what? What spot would make sense? And I thought 22 made sense. So is he the best receiver in the draft? No, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, number 23. You want me to tell you something? I don't even have it in my mind. My 32. Yeah. I, see, I almost it's forgot. It's fair enough, yeah. yeah T. So. Higgins didn't have a really good combine. No. It was kind of like mediocre. The pro day will tell me more. Right, exactly. Uh, New England Patriots, twenty third. This is a lot. I think that we might have the same one if they if we did, they didn't trade up. Jordan Love is who I have them yep. taking. Yeah, he, <laughs> again, Jordan Love had a decent season. He's just turnover heavy and underneath the Belichick system. I feel Tom Brady was turnover heavy when he played for. That's why he didn't have a solidified position mm-hmm. at Michigan. So it might work out for him. He's a way more athletic Tom Brady, and he's way more gun high than he was than Tom Brady. This guy is. Again, people saying that this was a, a quarterback low draft and there was a, definitely some outliers. I don't think so. I think that Justin Herbert and Jordan Love do deserve some credit for what they did. It was yeah. Utah State, don't get me wrong, but we'll see. New England definitely taking him. I think that he gets back. He backs there up Tom some Brady. I think he out. made get drafted in the top five, top ten. I'm like, well, it de- well, it depends if Tua falls as far as people are concerned with right now. I don't fall. think so either. No. He would, he declared because he knows somebody gave him a call. Miami told him. Miami said, "Hey, listen, we're going to suck your dick." Uh, we're gonna take you. I'll suck your dick. We'll take you out to King of Diamonds. We'll suck, suck your, your dick, dick again, I'll and then what dick. we'll do is we'll draft you. Uh, <laughs> number twenty-four, my New Orleans Saints. This is where I almost forgot them. I'm sorry. Yeah, you. Um, you, you uh, this is where I have them taking wide receiver because I they, have one team and he forgot, but he has like four teams. Because all of them. if they don't get Amari Cooper, this is where Justin Jefferson's going from yep. LSU. That's where I have, I have Justin Jefferson going to. Yep. Probably the best statistical receiver. Hometown boy. Hey, I tell you what, it's a good combo. Good size. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah, man. Uh, number twenty-five, another team of Andrews, the Minnesota Vikings. Tristan Wirfs. This we have Wirfs going. Yeah. Um, I don't think again. I, people aren't. There's a lot of skilled position players available and a lot of defensive help available. The offensive linemen this year have been good and it's deep. That's why the second round is going to be heavy with them. Mm. But like I said, this is where Wirfs goes because you can fill other positions. But Minnesota's like, fuck that. If you're going to let them fall this far, I'm going to take them. This is where I have Xavier McKinney going from Alabama. Okay, it's fair. Yeah, I haven't fought yeah. a little bit. Minnesota likes those safeties that are kind of like rangy, do-it-all guys. And there's some concerns that they're going to lose some guys this year, so mm-hmm. it makes sense. There you go. Uh, number 26. <laughs> yeah, don't don't check your ears. Miami Dolphins on the board again. They have three first-round picks. Uh, if they don't trade it, which I think is going to happen, this is where I have them taking Jalen Johnson to fix out that cornerback situation. I have them taking Grant Delpit out of LSU. Again, our picks are so fucking close. They're just like one or two off, which is the crazy part. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, no, he yeah, just, he just, you need they need secondary help. They need everything in Miami, really. But I mean, this I don't is... think they need secondary just because like they can move. I think like we just went fuck over. Xavier College Howard. That's all I'm saying. You you need you need secondary help. By the way, you took a corner, so there you go. Right. What does that corner. say about Howard? Well, they Eat need. It. Well, he, he did. He's he's a one. <laughs> they don't have a two. Like they need help at a two. <laughs> I almost choked on the mic. They need help at a two. So this is where I have that Seattle. At number twenty-five, right? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. I'm sorry. You lost. Track this of is numbers. where I have Grand Delpit going. Yeah, that's fair. You need to replace that secondary somewhere. that got dilapidated over the last two years. So he should have been a top five pick. He should be the Isaiah Simmons right now, but he had a bad year. So this is why he's down at the bottom. Um, for Seattle, I have a uh, Kalevon Chasen as well going to uh, Seattle. Linebacker fair enough. LSU. Yeah. So yeah, they all of those kind of guys in Seattle. Plus, they lose Clowney. They want to get that inside linebacker type guy. Right. Know. Exactly. Um. Number 28, the Baltimore Ravens. Because I shit on them for this. They need help on defense. Oh, yeah. Significantly. Um, it sucks that they're this deep in the draft. Hopefully they trade up and maybe get some guys that could help immediately. Um, this guy can help immediately, and it replaces the core that they lost and some of these guys to age. Is I have them taking Patrick Queen from LSU here. Yeah. Uh, we both have linebackers. I just have a different name. Okay. Uh, I have Kenneth Murray going here from Oklahoma. I think he drops a little bit. I think you had him higher in the draft. Um, Which is fair. Yeah, maybe like what was like maybe like five, six picks higher or whatever it was. But yeah, I have him going here. Uh the fun one for me, number twenty nine, the Tennessee Titans. I kinda like they where they do need help is they need help in the corner cornerback position. And I switched out a couple names because a lot of people have a insert name here that's gonna be coming up going before him, but I have Tevin Diggs going here. Hmm. Trayvon Diggs? Yeah. That okay. is Tevin. I'm almost positive it's Tevin Diggs. Oh, Trayvon, I'm sorry. Maybe a little R in I, there. Maybe I'm maybe who am I thinking Tevin? He's having a stroke. Yeah, uh, probably am. <laughs> uh, so you're not going to like this. I'm listening. Um, 
I have Tennessee taking Jacob Eason. Why? Quarterback out of Washington. Uh, they're going to miss out on Brady. Uh, I'd imagine Mariota's going to leave. I think they're bringing back Tannehill. Rabel likes Tannehill. Re- are you really sold on Tannehill for the next 10 years being your quarterback? I don't think they're going to settle for him for 10 years. They'll give him more like a two-year, one-year That's why you draft your guy that you're looking at for the future now because it's an insurance policy because Tannehill can Tannehill mm. and he can go 5-11 and 11 next year. So. If, say he has a shitty season, though, then you just move up and pick a quarterback. I, feel like, I, I, I don't think, know. I think next year's quarterback de- class is deep. Yeah, but Easton's a damn good quarterback. I, I wouldn't risk it. High risk, high reward for a quarterback well, situation. Well, you're picking 29. Yeah, mean, but they're fuck. not. If they have a shitty year next year, like Tannehill is known to go either go 500 Easton. or lower, you you get a higher draft pick and you have I a like quarterback Easton. class. I like Easton. It's fair enough. Told you I had a quarterback sneaking up in the first round. Fair enough. He's he's borderline f- late first, early second round quarterback talent. So I mean that's yeah. Uh, <laughs> number thirty, the Green Bay Packers. This is where they definitely need help as wide receiver. They've been struggling for the last <laughs> few years. Brandon Ayuk, <laughs> Arizona. If there's one thing I know about Green Bay, they will do everything they possibly can to not help Aaron Rodgers. I have Patrick Queen going here from LSU. I, don't, I think they'll help him. I think they only gonna, have a couple more years out of him. They're going to shit on him again, and he's, they're going to ask him to win 12 games with no receivers. Uh, I think they're taking Pat, Besides uh, Devontae Brandon Adams. Uh, number 31, the San Francisco 49ers. Christian Fulton. They need it. Cornerback help is where they need I, Sherman got roasted. Yeah, I haven't taken Trayvon Diggs here. Yeah. From Alabama. Fair so. enough. <laughs> and again, one last surprise for you. 32nd, the Kansas City Chiefs. I have them taking defensive tackle help here because they're going to lose some guys to free agency. So I have Navelle Gilmore going here. Gilmore. E. E. Okay. <laughs> I have Jonathan Taylor, the running back from Wisconsin, going here. They do need a running back. They don't have a, the feature back comment that someone made about Oakland or Las Vegas about Josh Jacobs, which is a slap in the face. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. I think Kansas City is one of those teams where. They're good across the board, but the one thing I think they could have used more. Now I give a lot of credit to Damian Williams having a good, you know, back end of the season or whatever, but do you want that guy? And I think Taylor Taylor and Taylor and Swift are the two guys in this draft, DeAndre Swift, that we're gonna talk about the most. I think that it's a bit of a shame that somebody uh like J. K. Dobbins doesn't get a higher look, but still, um I have uh Yeah, I have Taylor going thirty two. That wraps it up, folks. The 1.0 version of the AK Swish NFL Draft 2020. What do you think? I think it was fine. I mean, it was. We did a lot of safe pick. Well, I did safe picking. I took some risk at the end, but I think. And then the Okuda one, which I'm really surprised about. Okuda's yeah. going to go higher than that in my mind, but nonetheless, we'll see. I mean, it's, it's in spots you like. Okay, so do the Giants really need defense? Really, like I mean, that's they do for a cornerback situation. I think they want to yeah. protect their quarterback, though. I, you, again, they lost close games last year because they have spotty ass defense. It wasn't because Daniel Jones threw for forty one hundred yards. So, again, no, I'm not. He doesn't need protection if he did that well. Yeah, and they we, might strike rich in free agency. And, and Miami's, get somebody Miami's shitty, not so. taking a, a defensive guy. The Chargers really don't need a defensive guy. The Panthers the Chargers we, need help everywhere. Yeah, literally everywhere. The Chargers are a good defensive team. Their offense just was inconsistent last year. Rivers had a decent season, but it didn't have a Rivers season. Again, they have some pieces on defense for the Chargers. Their line is stacked. Their their secondary with Derwin James back there is damn good. I mean, they they just need to figure out a couple pieces here there. I don't know. Um, And anytime Brady will definitely help that. Uh, Yeah. So, Keenan Allen likes to go deep. He doesn't like to sit back and just hang around. It's going to be a lot warmer in L.A. That ball's going to travel further, a little bit easier. So, we'll, uh, we'll see. I think Tom Brady's tired of that cold. He's getting old. That rhymed. Ding dong. Uh, here we go, folks. It's time for the quick hits. Andrew, you got the list up? Yeah, hold on. Uh, he'll get there at some point. Doop. Fourth. Yeah, I got it up. Here we go, number one. So the Yankees lose Stanton and Severino early. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Yeah, you can't catch a break, huh? Severino's getting Tommy John surgery, and Stanton just keeps... TJ, baby! They did like a thing where Stanton has strained nine different muscles over the past two years. Do you move on from him? Honestly. Uh, I know that it's it's fucking Stanton, but I think you move on. The Honestly. O- the only way you You're going to have to sell the farm for him, but... Well, no, you'd have to... 
it has to be like a weird deal where like Lindor is involved or one of those kind of guys. And yeah, Cleveland's not picking up Stanton. You'd be out of your mind. To... Well, they, they can't afford him, but like, <laughs> they... no, I'm saying like it has to be like a three team deal where you get someone like that. Yeah, because he's too. When that guy's on, man, when he's healthy, he's legit. But this is my thing. When does the talk start about moving him to first? <laughs> when he's like fifty, <laughs> he's like, a good fielder. Like he's yeah, a damn good fielder. Like, he needs to consider this mm, now because you're gonna get hurt in that outfield, yeesh. man. You're gonna get hurt in that outfield. I'm telling you. I don't know. Aaron Judge needs to know. consider that too at some point. Like I don't know. <laughs> they're just too damn big. They're six five, six six, six seven. They weigh two hundred and forty pounds. You can't be an outfielder in this day and age doing that. You're not Bo Jackson. I'm sorry. You just can't. And look what happened to Bo. Say it ain't so. Bo. Not Bo. <laughs> like you, you just can't. You have to like use your brain with this, man. I'm sorry. Like it, they need to move. It has to happen at some point. One of the two has to go into the infield. Like it, it just it is what it is. Number two, Harden Giannis beef. <laughs> do you see that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. He's not wrong. All I he mean, can do is dunk. He didn't say he, again. He did say Dribble he mentioned dunk. the dunk, but he didn't say that that's the only thing he can do. He did say he lacks in other departments. But he's he's beefing a because he beefed his pants last night. If you saw that photo, he shit himself in the Celtics game. Have you seen the photo yet? Who Giannis? No, or Harden. Harden. They played they played Boston last night. He legitimately shit his pants. He actually shit his pants. If you, I'll show you this picture, and you're, I'm going to share it to. Did the, he play with his? With, oh, there's poopy with a pants. Full diaper. Yeah, he played poopy pants. Like no joke. I'm not even. I wish I was maybe, joking. Maybe he shit on some chocolate before. No, he, I wish I was joking. I'll show you. Maybe you thought it was so easy that. So I'm part of this new Celtics group that. Uh, that I had to like join and like be a part of. So it's this. It's a Celtics group that's photoshopping pictures of no, poop like, on his pants. Whoever took this photo did a really shitty job. If this is a photoshop, <laughs> no pun intended. So. I need to see the poopy pants photo. Hold on. I want to see this. I'm trying to find Houston it. won by the way. This is game. not very much a quick hits anymore, but I'm gonna find it. That's fine. Houston did win in overtime. Okay, yeah. By Russell Westbrook coming up clutch. They tried. This group was trying to blame fucking Gordon Hayward after. Three guys went nine for twenty-seven. I'm like, how do you blame a guy who went eight for sixteen? Didn't, uh, didn't someone hit a shot after the buzzer too that would have won the game for Boston? I think I saw someone like fade away at the. I didn't baseline. watch the game. I was just listening to the game. It might have been Hayward or someone. Maybe it was uh, Thies or Thies or whatever. Maybe he faded away and. I need to find this picture. Somebody might have taken it down from the group, so I'm gonna look it up. Uh dude. Yeah, here it is. It's on. It's on Google now too, which is nice. Cool. Yeah, he like doo dooed in his his draws like straight up. That's him on the ground. That's a Dookie stain. That ain't no sweat stain. That's an Adidas logo. Yeah, Adidas <laughs> logo in his asshole. He shit his pants last night. Yeah, it's, it's crotch marketing. Come on, man. He doo doo. He doo dooed his draws. Uh, I think it's hilarious. I think that the fact that Harden he's just he's just hurt because he shoots fucking thirty two percent and plays spotty defense. If James Harden, I told you, if he could shoot 40% from three, he'd score 50 a game. Yeah, easily. And he's mad because Giannis is a freak, literally. And now Giannis is, is shooting 30-plus percent from three. Yeah, he's shooting just as equal to you. Yeah. 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 And you're trying to fucking run your and mouth. his jump shot is wonky, but it works. Trying to run your fucking mouth. I don't really care. I mean, honestly. Neither of you guys are winning I don't think MVP. Giannis, I don't even think Giannis cares, to be honest. Neither of you two are winning MVP this yeah, year. Yeah, because the so league's fixed matter. and LeBron's going to win MVP. Hell yeah. So well, he deserves one more. He's going to win the MVP, and it's going to be the Lakers and Celtics in the NBA Finals, and then it's going to go to six, and then they're going to win. Just like Kobe's last championship. Yep, that's a hot take. <laughs> Number three. Um, the Are you talking like OK, OKC Thunder? Yeah. And Dayton? Yeah. For real? Dayton's not for real. Really? Uh, there, it's Dayton. You play an A ten competition. You have to play better competition. Again, ask Butler what happened. Twenty seven. Well, Butler went to the final four. In the you can go. You can go to the championship as much as you want to go. You got to finish. Well, that's the real deal. If they get to the championship. Dayton again. Dayton is going to take more time. Dayton's had a couple of good seasons. They're building a dynasty in quotations. They need to continue to roll that out. They're lucky if their coach doesn't leave. That's your biggest concern at this point. Does an A ten coach leave to go to a bigger conference? Most likely. I think that Obi Toppin's a top five pick. Oh yeah, easily. Um, I think that they've got some good talent on that team. Uh, shout out also to uh, one of the guys we covered a little bit, Dwayne Cohill. Yeah, he's doing a lot better. He's he's starting to get some more minutes. I'm yeah. sure next year too, probably he'll get even more. Um, Hopefully, it develops. It'd be nice to see. Yeah, I want to see him do well. Um, shout out to our uh, buddy Mike Rell playing his last college basketball game today too. By the oh, way, LCCC or no? He plays. He he goes to a division like NEIA or Division three school. Okay, I don't remember I the name of it. Good. He plays for the Mounties. I forgot the name of it. Uh, Mansfield and in Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Yep. Cool. Yeah, so he averaging like four points a game. 
So hey, you're, but in college, you're it's playing awesome, college yeah. basketball, bro. I don't you're scoring in college yeah. basketball, which is the impressive part. Just because I could shit on you now with a bad knee doesn't mean anything. Okay, don't worry about that, buddy. You're fine. <laughs> um, okay, see, it's typical of a Chris Paul esque team to, to win be a like bunch of games not- and then probably not make it anywhere. But Shea Gilgis, or Shea Gilgis, Gilgis, Gilgis Alexander, he, he's the real deal. Um, hopefully, they keep Danilo. If they don't, they're, they're fucked with him. This uh, this proves he my point great. that if if Gallinari's healthy, he's good. Yeah, he's always been good. I don't think anybody's ever questioned. Again, it goes back to the healthiness of it, though. Yeah, that I, team. I mean, that team is. Is it the real deal? I mean, yeah. I mean, they're fucking winning. So, is it the real deal? Come fucking April? No, not at all. They're not the real deal at all. <laughs> they're gonna be like, ah, we tried. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> Just to make sure, because I want to cover something real quick, just to see it. It's not going to be a long. It's going to be a hot take again. Way too long. They just got blown out by Milwaukee, 133 Bad. to 86. Bad. So you're asking if they're the real deal. That's why I said Stephen that. Adams is at. Because I'm interested to see where his stat line is at. 11 and 10. So he's not doing too bad double, on the year. Double. Uh, they have that Lerdvert's or Lugvenwins Dort start that game. So of course he's not doing too well. I don't even know how to wow. say his name. Um, you do have you do have shy average in nineteen and six, so he's doing well. Rebounds, not assist, by the way. And then again, you have they're getting atypical Chris Paul numbers: seventeen and a half, six point seven, and five. So again, he's not losing a step, and it's helping them out. But guys that are coming off the coming off the bench are being significantly more helpful as well. And I mean, the Dennis Schroeder thing was a huge pickup for them. Um, Danilo, what's he averaging? Danilo's averaging nineteen and six rebounds. So, he's healthy. I mean, he's legit. Again, you'd like to see 20-plus from him, but I think that's past that time for him, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was quick hits. Short one, kind of. Yeah. Topic-wise, not length. Topic-wise, yes, for sure. <laughs> All right. Um, here's the thing, guys. Um, believe it or not, uh, first week of full-time normal shift for me at uh, at WTAM. <laughs> Congratulations, uh, by th- the way. Thank you. Um I don't have anything bothering me today. I'm actually in a pretty chipper mood. Champ, uh, champs, as I wrote that down. Sports has been kind of like good. I mean, I, it really, I hate to like you know end the show on a you know happy note. Um, <laughs> I guess, but like I don't really have a lot of a lot of issues right now. Call it a first, uh, if you want. Um. Psych! No, I really do have something bothering me. Uh, so, do you like that acting job? I've been taking classes. No, uh, terrible. <laughs> so, I'm going to go a different route um, than normal. Normally, we stick with kind of mainstream sports um, with our takes. Um, I'm going a WWE route with this. Oh, I, I already know what you're going to talk about. Um, it bothered me, too. So Because it's the only guy that I like right now, and they hit a fuck me. So, um, I know exactly... <laughs> They had to fuck me. I'm like, really? 53? 53 years old, and you're going to do... Oh, yeah. So if you don't watch (laughs) WWE, or you like AEW, and you don't want to fuck with WWE, which at this point I don't blame you for... um, Listen, this is the first time that we're going to talk about something that actually bothers me in the sport that you like to watch, so it's going to be interesting. um, Thank you for referring to it as a sport, too. I appreciate that, because it really is. Um, Yeah. So there was an event in Saudi Arabia on Thursday... Uh, called Super Showdown. WWE does a show for blood money every year, a couple shows a year um, in that country. Um, and they had a couple matches that I was interested to watch or interested to watch. Um, I was working at the time because their time it was like it was broadcasted at like noon and I worked like 11 to 7, so I wasn't watching that live. Um, long story short, you may have heard the name before uh, of Bill Goldberg. Um he obviously was a former football player, played a few years for the Atlanta Falcons. He has a illustrious wrestling career. Um, he beats uh, probably one of the biggest stars in wrestling today uh, in The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Um, I don't have as much of an issue with that because I predicted it. I said it was going to happen. And a lot of guys were telling me, oh, we know what a WrestleMania is going to look like. I'm like, no, it's going to look like this. And like everything I've said to this point has happened. Because like, I'm with them. I'm like 100% on with those guys. I know what they're going to do. It's so predictable. But I still watch because I, 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 I've watched since I was a kid. But Man, people were heated. They were heated I, about this. I was heated. I have a bigger issue. 
I don't even because Goldberg versus Roman Reigns is the main event at WrestleMania. They basically had Roman Reigns come out on Friday Night SmackDown and say, "I'm next," and that's it. He automatically gets a title shot, which is stupid. No build up, no, no. He has to win a match to to get a spot. Nothing. No elimination chamber. Nothing. It's it's a snap of the fingers, and I and I have a a championship match all of a sudden. Um, the bigger issue I have is what happened to close Friday Night SmackDown this past week with John Cena coming home to, to Boston. Coming out, fired up. It's John Cena. He's, he's in his 40s now, but he's still he's into it. Did you see him next to Taco? Huh? Did you see him next to Taco? That photo is priceless. But go ahead. Keep going. He came out and said the best thing for me to do is to step aside this year for WrestleMania to give other guys opportunities. Right? Yeah. He's old. He's, he's getting really into the movies now. He's old for their he's sport. He's actually looking like a dad. Yeah, he's letting his hair grow out. He's accepting that role, like you know. So he's like, uh, he he's can play a, he's, those he's roles easier. He's engaged, so that's cool. Weird. Um, yeah, right. And Nikki Bella's pregnant, but <laughs> not from him. But <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so he how he says this could be it, and he's walking up the ramp. Guess who comes out? Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Because he doesn't give a fuck that he lost the title twelve hours ago. In Saudi Arabia to a guy who's a part-timer who's not even going to be there for most of the build of that match with Roman Reigns. And guess what this monster does? This 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 horror figure. This 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 fiend, literally. Well, guess, Bray isn't. No, but he came out as the fiend. <laughs> yeah, the I did see, out, I, Trust me, out. I saw it. Yeah, yeah. He comes out. Guess what that fucking guy does? He points to a fucking sign. This is a monster. He doesn't attack John Cena. He doesn't lay him out. There's history there. Believe it or not, Bray Wyatt faced John Cena at WrestleMania 30. It was Bray's first WrestleMania, and he lost to John Cena. Uh-huh. So it makes the story makes sense. He points to this this guy, this evil guy. Exit sign, I'm assuming. No, it's the WrestleMania sign. He points oh. to it. Cena goes back, tips his cap, as in like a yes, I accept. Ah, huh, that's kind of gay. And then they announce it on Twitter an hour later that it's official. Does John Cena win that? Just because like if he walks away, that makes sense, right? I'd be upset because I really like Bray Wyatt. What the fuck, man? <laughs> You managed to take a guy that was all the way up here in Bray Wyatt and just shit on him hard. Maybe people weren't into him. Listen, I, I don't know. A lot of people are into this guy. He is a top merchandise seller in the company over Cena now. Really? Yes. And they're gonna fuck him like that? They fucked him hard. Yeah, they fucked him. Goldberg fucked, fucked him, him hard, hard and bent him over hard because they want they want Spear versus Spear. They want Reigns to have the title again. That's what they want. I was really upset that Goldberg won too. So I'm not gonna lie to you. I saw it coming though. I think a lot of people saw it coming, but the way they did it was kind of like... The week before when he speared Bray, like they, they had it like Goldberg standing there and Bray was like all hurt and shit. I'm like, this guy just took like four, 14 F5s and he stands right back up and all of a sudden now one spear from this fucking 53-year-old yeah, man. Now granted, Goldberg looks good. Yeah, he does. For a 53-year-old man? He looks like he can play in the XFL. <laughs> that would have made more sense. Who come out with the X jersey? Yeah. Longest yard reference. Uh, 15 years ago. Wow. Uh, yeah, he has that, what did they say he had in his pants? An iguana? Is that what they call it? <laughs> Some meat slab touching the floor of the fucking Unbelievable. showers? That's gross. But like, yeah, I'll play. And I, <laughs> and I get the Goldberg Reigns thing. I think it touched me. <laughs> three years ago when, when Goldberg won the Universal title for the first time, they had that those two T's, them facing each other at some point. So that makes sense. And again, the Cena Wyatt story makes sense, but why is Bray Wyatt coming out as the fiend? And pointing at a fucking sign. Yeah, being a pussy. And not doing anything. <laughs> right. Nothing. He pointed. He let Cena fucking do this to him. One of these. One of these. I'm going to do it to Andrew looks at me. One of these. The lights go out and he disappears. Garbage. Yeah. And listen, I've defended WWE hard because there's the big AEW, WWE thing. The pay-per-view for AEW was this past weekend. They did some stupid shit, too. But, in my mind, like, Chris Jericho lost the title this weekend, which was stupid. But, man, way to ruin it, WWE. Like, I dare you to try and watch a Raw or a SmackDown now. It's hard, for me, even. I can't, it, it's, it, the booking is so bad. I really don't, I, like They're I said, I don't watch it. Guys. I just, like, followed the Bray Wyatt thing because I was, like, into him. Brock Lesnar comes out, and they, they're building up this young guy named Ricochet. He's 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 fucking dude. He's ripped. Like he's he's a smaller guy, but he can do fl- he like he can flip out of the ring and land on his feet. Like he's he's a phenomenal athlete. Crazy good. Brock Lesnar beat him in five seconds. 
He beat the fuck out of them and squashed now them who, like that. Now, who is that to blame? Is that really to blame the network, or is that to blame people who hold on to nostalgia a little bit too much? Because Brock Lesnar shouldn't even be around. I think that people ask for him for too much. Same thing with Goldberg. They want a Goldberg back, so that's why they're doing the Lesner Goldberg is thing. Still, Lesnar can still do it. And he's, I get he's that there he can still do it, but it's like almost like Edge. Why is Edge back? Because that's, a, that's an anomaly, man. But again, I think it's because we, as 90s children... We have this thing about nostalgia, and we keep bringing back old stars. We want them to be back. Well, it's, it's not about bringing Edge back. He had a neck injury that forced him to retire. There's a reason that we have Disney Plus, and he had no. Chance. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if he, but he didn't get to go out the right way. That's but one thing. Edge, he, I get it. Yes, one thing he I get the for edge. two more years and retired on his own. That's fine. He's but an he, example of. He's an example of. Again, the older generation to the rule for me at least because I that's, that. that's cool to see. Him I back give in the that. Ring. It's almost I mean, Brock. Brock Lesnar could have an exception to the rules just because like he tried out different careers. It didn't work out for him, and well, he, he was, was good, so young though, and I, he came back at thirty six. Like he wasn't like you know in his forties, fifties trying to wrestle right. still, and he's still a fucking freak. He's only forty one or whatever. He can like, still I go. Like I forgot that one guy because like again, me speaking on this subject is a little bit difficult. Undertaker still does it. Undertaker should be like he was supposed to be gone. And he, do you know what they had Undertaker do at at, uh, at uh, Super Showdown? What? Do you know who AJ Styles is? Mm-hmm. I do. For not like one yeah. of the best wrestlers in the world, right? Yeah. Undertaker comes out, gives him one choke slam, a half ass choke slam, pins him, doesn't stand up. But again, it goes back to the Doesn't nostalgia. take off his I... hat, doesn't take off his hat or his jacket and pins him. This is one of the best wrestlers in the world, and fifty thousand year old Undertaker, whose knees creak more than mine when he walks, and I'm getting surgery in a week and a half. He Good plug, that was shameless. Fucking choke slamming. <laughs> yeah. The best wrestler in the world and pinning him. Not even a tombstone pile drop. Not the thing where he drops him yeah, on his right. head. Not even that. Because his knees are cricket. Doesn't like take said. his hat or his jacket off. What the fuck is going on? Well, when you're when you're one of the best wrestlers in the world, again, him doing that is our. It's like when they brought back Ric, Ric Flair for a little bit. It's the same thing. But we, Flair was in a different role. He wasn't going to be main eventing a, a WrestleMania. He was a fourth member of a group in Evolution. But when you where think it was, of Undertaker, you think of the, the one of the baddest men in the world, and we agree with that, correct? <sighs> retire. Rick, Rick Flair's just like flashy. You know what retire. I'm saying? Retire. It's the same thing. It goes to Brock Lesnar. He's a badass. It goes back to Goldberg. Undertaker. Badass. Fight Sting one time and then go retire. No, fight Kane. I need that. Kane needs to go too. Kane is gone. He's a man. Well, he still he still he comes back and does spots. Like he was he's been wrestling a couple weeks ago for, for on SmackDown. He showed up for Daniel. Did he Bryan. show up as a mayor first? No, he with the mask and everything. Uh, have those two fight again. That'd be raw. I want a hell in the cell with those two. One of them actually dies. Oh my god, it'd be phenomenal. Old. You know, one of them has a heart attack or like breaks every bone in their body. It's yeah. literally insane. Like I just can't even deal with this anymore. Like the WWE well, again, is I go back and I hate to say it the way it is, but I blame I blame people who want the nostalgia of having these old athletes back. The problem is they don't build any new stars. It's because everybody keeps on like, I want this guy back. Like Cena. Like I'm done seeing him. I don't see I don't mind seeing I like him. when new people pop up. That's why I like Bray Wyatt so much. Like I could still like my my favorite wrestler so so, so.